Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I feel like it all points to one thing, and the thing he talks about all the time is, you know, he wants to win a Super Bowl, you know, and then go from there. And that's the, that's the kind of mindset you want to have. So all the things that go into that in terms of playing winning football, you break them down from the quarterback position. We, you know, you can talk about every aspect of playing the position. You know, I think he's a very unique guy. He's a guy that's different in, in a lot of ways than any quarterback probably that's ever played. And, and, you know, no two players are exactly the same. But Lamar is somebody that just kind of, he breaks the mold a little bit. He does it in a way that people, a lot of people didn't anticipate, Rich. They didn't see this coming. They didn't think that a quarterback would play in this style. You know, they talked about him playing other positions and all that. And, you know, he's very determined and we're very determined to, uh, you know, to prove those people wrong, but also to, to kind of pave a new path here and show, show what's possible, you know, with a different type of a skill set. So, um, how that exactly is going to look when it's all said and done, that's what we're going to find out. Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh, preaching his quarterback, Lamar Jackson. That's from the same uh, clip from earlier. Yep. So we're, we now know both was John. So it was John Harbaugh. It was John. It was, it was never Jim. Or maybe he it was, was just poking fun at his brother a, when he yeah. said Jim Harbaugh. No, he was. Maybe they're doing like a joint interview. It could have been both of them. Who knows? Austin Lane, Action Sports, Jackson, ESPN 690. Koo's pushing all the right buttons. Brent Martineau. Interviewing Shad Khan right now. Doesn't have time for us, and that's all good. But uh, real quick before we go, uh, we've got a special guest on, but real quick, you know, he does bring up a point, though, where did we see Lamar Jackson to the point of becoming an MVP? I probably didn't. And I think if Brent was here after watching the Gator Bowl, he'd probably agree with me as well. Lamar Jackson, obviously, we want to say he's the future. He's the new breed of quarterback, and time will tell, right? So far, so good for Lamar Jackson. But once again, this is why this Mac Jones story is so intriguing. Set aside from being a Jacksonville or former Jacksonville uh, guy, but just the fact that if a traditional pocket passer who can't really scramble out of the pocket becomes the third pick of the NFL draft, well, then forget about every preconceived notion of what we thought about what a quarterback looks like, where he's got to take off and run, where he's got to be a dual threat where he's got to run the read zones and all that stuff. All of a sudden, we take a step back and we say, you know what? Is this quarterback accurate? Is his arm decent? Is he a great leader? If you can answer yes to all those questions, well, then maybe you got something there. Take the 40 time, take the agility, take the athleticism out of it, and go back to maybe the most important thing, accuracy. That's why I think the Mac Jones pick at number three, if it does happen, it might change the landscape of football. Just like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and company changed the landscape before him. Let's go to Cleveland right now. We're joined by Action Sports Jack, Stuart Weber, on location, draft night eve, if you will, coming to us there from, you know, from live, shooting some video, all by himself. Just just a big boy in the middle of Cleveland, Stuart Weber. How we doing, man? I'm actually not by myself. How about that? I've actually got a, a videographer here with me from Action News Jack, so we're, we're really go, going all in on this whoa, one. This whoa, whoa, hold up. There's a videographer because I, I was not privileged to know this. So this is kind of like the real deal here for you being in Cleveland. You got your own videographer. That's awesome. 
What can I say, man? When, when you get Trevor Lawrence, you, you bust out the big guns of coverage, my friend. You pour all and, the stuff. Uh, yeah, we, we, got, we got boots on the ground here. We, we got here about noon earlier today, uh, just a few minutes ago, actually. Just got set up here inside the, the draft experience area. We are, I'm looking directly at this monstrosity of a uh, draft theater stage where the magic's going to be happening a little later on tomorrow night. So there's still a lot of work to be done. I, I think people should be moving a little quicker here based on the, the, the rate at which this work's getting done. We might want to, I want to get going here, but no, it, it'll all be ready and shiny and ready to go for all the fans that come out here tomorrow. And, and then the commiss gets to hug some people on that stage tomorrow night. So Stuart, take us through it a little bit. Like, are they going to have like this draft experience? Is that right by the stadium or by a practice facility? Like where are you located right now in, in, you know, relative to being the city of Cleveland? Are you, are you right downtown? So I am at the foot of First Energy Stadium, okay. uh, and the Cleveland Browns Stadium is, is a big part of the draft experience here for the fans. They're, they're using that field where maybe they would normally use an artificial field inside a convention center for the normal draft experience. And the idea behind all the planning for this year's event was extra social distancing. So stuff is spread out pretty well. That's the reason they have a giant draft theater stage, which is, I'd say, you know, 100, 200 yards away from the stadium on the shores of Lake Erie. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of action inside the stadium and then a bunch of activation tents, uh, stuff that people can buy, food, take a picture of the Lombardi Trophy, all that fun stuff that we're used to seeing in the NFL experience both at the draft and at the Super Bowl each and every year. So they've, they've got everything they normally do. It's just a little more spread out this year. So what is the environment like? Because obviously, you know, if we go cover the Super Bowl, I mean, people are there a week before, you know, rocking their respective teams' jerseys and just taking it all in. Obviously, being the draft and being still with social distancing, it may not be as crowded. But, like, do you get the vibe that there's an energy in Cleveland? Have you seen, you know, the jerseys and all that stuff, or is it pretty low-key right now? It's still a little low-key, but I'll tell you what. In everything I've gone to so far, we have seen Jaguars jerseys, and that, my friend, is extremely encouraging. We had some Jaguar fans on the plane with us on the way here. We're actually going to tell a little bit about their story on Action Jags coming up in just a little bit on CBS 47 and Fox 30, so be sure to tune into that a little later this evening. We also saw a guy in a Trevor Lawrence Jaguars jersey over at Progressive Field. Yes, we stopped at the baseball game because, well, why not stop at the baseball game before you go do a little TV work, right? <laughs> I love it, man. So, you know, I'm checking out the weather right now. Uh, partly sunny, 76 degrees. But I wouldn't be doing my job. And obviously, I, I got to be the bearer of bad news a little bit. I'm checking the weather tomorrow for the draft. And I'll be honest, Stuart, and spoiler alert here, doesn't look that good. We're talking possibly maybe a 100% chance of precipitation. I don't like those yeah, odds. I, could, could that be an issue for you and obviously the, the fans as well? Well, if we're going to make it work, my friend, uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's actually not – I don't think it'll be too big of an issue for the draft theater. Uh, it looks like there's enough space underneath. There's some sitting areas, some standing areas. And they're going to pack all those vaccinated fans down in that area. As for the other fans, I mean, there's there's tents they can take cover in. Uh, you very well maybe see me doing my live shots from in the concourse of the Brown Stadium uh, because it'll be dry in the concourse and I can still see the background of the field. Uh, so it, it's not ideal, clearly, 
to, to have to deal with the, the elements, but you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna make it work to bring you the best coverage in town. You do what you gotta do. I remember when you guys were in Nashville. You know, you had the privilege to interview some you know p- potential draftees and things like that. Obviously, different this year with social distancing and all that, and not all the players are gonna be present. Do you plan on getting some interviews and some audio for that, or they're not really allowing that this year uh, with COVID? Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunately one of the things that was on the chopping block as far as being able to make this thing work. Uh, So as far as I know, we won't be able to get any availability with the guys that will be in attendance, including Foles grad Matt Jones and former Gator Kyle Pitts. Both of those guys are going to be here. I know Christian Barmore is going to be here for that that interesting uh, perk up at number 25 pick, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I know that all these guys that will be here will be stepping in front of a podium at some point, and we certainly have the satellite coordinates for that. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to take a little look in on that. Stuart, before we let you go here, I mean, you mentioned it tonight. You're going to have some draft coverage. But tomorrow, I mean, you guys are, are literally getting after it, um, even while the draft is going on. Can you kind of, kind of fill everybody in a little bit? I know Brent mentioned it a little bit, but, you know, you, you got to mention it again just because there's a lot going on with Action Sports Jacks and how you guys are going to cover this draft. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got nearly seven and a half hours of straight coverage coming up for you tomorrow across Fox 30 and CBS 47. It all starts at 4 o'clock. Of course, we'll have a, we'll have a hit in the noon show as well, but we'll, we'll really get it ramped up at 4 o'clock on, on Fox 30 and then at 5 o'clock on CBS 47. We're going to take you through the entire night because we in Jacksonville know far more than any other that, yes, they're going to have to talk about Trevor Lawrence. They are now obligated to this year, but you better believe the second they, they're able to dump over to some Jets coverage, all those <laughs> national guys, all those national guys are going to want to say, oh, we got to talk about the Jets now because that's what we do because we all live in New York. Well, that's what, folks, that's when you can just flip it on over to CBS 47 and Fox 30, and you can check out Jaguars coverage for the next three hours. So from 7 to 10 straight on Fox 30, from 7 to 8 on CBS 47, you can catch our coverage as we talk all Jaguars, yeah, we'll throw a little Mac Jones in there for the Jacksonville folks, but it, it is going to be all Jaguars all the time. We're going to take you live inside the draft party in the stadium. We're going to take you live up here to Cleveland for more reaction from the Jags fans. We're going to catch up with a bunch of them at a big Old City Brigade party in the afternoon. So we're really going to get it all covered from the Jacksonville angles that the people at home really are interested in. And, and you know what? We're going to tell you who's getting picked. So DVR, that national stuff, if you want to get the in-depth stuff from those guys later, we're going to have a little ticker on the bottom. It's going to tell you all the guys that are getting picked, so you're not going to miss that while you're listening to the coverage of the team you really care about, the Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the hardest-working teams in news, man. Action Sports, Jack Stewart. Enjoy Cleveland. Hopefully you stay dry for the most part, and we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks for calling in today. You got it. Sounds good. Have a great show. Awesome, man. That's uh. That's a mouthful, is what I like to say. Uh, that's a lot of draft coverage, and it's great, man, because like Stewart said, they're, they're going to show who's getting drafted during the Jaguars draft coverage. So there's going to be a ticker um, letting everybody know, hey, you know, so-and-so is going to New York or so-and-so is going wherever. So you can follow the draft coverage for the Jaguars and still know what's going on, obviously, uh, in the national draft as well. So very cool thing by Action Sports Jacks. I've actually done a little bit for them as well. That'll air tomorrow. So be sure to check that out. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. I think we got Steven on the line. He's got a question for us. Steven, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm living, man. I'm living, trying to keep the show on the road as best as I can while Brent's talking to Shad Khan. But uh, I'm doing good. 
right. Before I, I, I ask my question, uh, to answer your guys' uh, uh, wondering which Harborough not to mess with, uh, that would be John. I don't know if you remember Akiko Alonso getting that late hit on Joe Flacco. He was not going to the ref or calming his players down. He got in Alonzo's face yeah. yelling at him. And it took the players to get uh, John Harborough off uh, Alonzo. I think you don't mess with him. No, I agree. Uh, uh, Steven, I'm just saying uh, I've heard a couple stories about Jim and John maybe going at it a little bit, getting in a fight, and that's all I'm going to say about it. And what I've heard is that Jim is a crazy dude, and we'll leave it at that. But please go on with your question. All right. Uh, this is uh, basically a safety question because we were talking about at pick number 25, which, you know, I'm kind of disappointed. You gave me a uh, lift when I mentioned Zayvon Collins at 25, and then you did. Oh, wow. Man, I, I got hurt. Steven, that. Steven that, that was the third option of three options, okay, man? Because I'm not going offense. There's only so many defenders that I see that can go in the first round. He was option three out of three. But please continue. Uh, okay. Uh, let's say uh, we go Trevor Lawrence, and then we go Christian Barmore, we'll say. I think they should go 33 with Pat Firemuth because who knows if somebody jumps up and gets him before 45. Just to be on the safe uh, side, yes. They, and let's say they get uh, a receiver or something at uh, 45. Okay. Now, this is my safety question. Uh, let's say at 65, we know uh, Morgan's gone, Richie Grant's gone, uh, the Jamar Johnson from Indiana is probably gone. Okay. Uh, out of the out of the four and five that's rated there, between the kid from FSU, which uh, don't say no to him because I can't pronounce his name either. <laughs> Uh, Go on. Or Andre Andre Cisco from Syracuse. I mean, the kid from FSU. He's got all the intangibles you don't see in a free safety. Six four, two hundred plus pounds. He's played strong and free safety, and he is not afraid to get up close and personal and just late knock down some people. Yeah. Andre Cisco is a ball hawk, just a pure ball hawk. Thirteen interceptions within two years. I mean, where would you go at 65 between those two? Steven, it's a great question. You know, and when we talk about 65 and the safety position, essentially what I'm going to ask is, can one of these guys come in and compete for the starting spot right away? That's debatable because you're essentially, there's not two spots that are open because we just got the cat from the Chargers. So essentially it's Jared Wilson. Now, Jared Wilson is serviceable. But can one of these guys come in, whether it's the guy from Syracuse or, and once again, and I'm with you on this one, Stephen, with all due respect, I know Florida State's the official station of ESPN 690. It's a mouthful, okay? But he's 6'4", weighing at 212 pounds. Uh, I think he ran like a 4'5", four, 4'6", four, so not bad. I mean, great size. <sighs> you know, and here's the thing. When we talk about the free safety of this defense, no, I don't know every wrinkle in and out. But once again, a guy that doesn't get enough attention on this Jaguars coaching staff is Bob Sutton, who got brought in to be the senior defensive analyst or assistant or something like that. See, you know, they have like a million titles nowadays. But he's here, and he's in kind of this chief role, if you will. Bob Sutton comes from the coaching tree of, you know, from, from the New York Jets. Okay, and, you know, essentially, we think of the New York Jets, it's Rex Ryan. 
So a lot of what Rex Ryan does, Sutton brought to him, or brought to the Kansas City Chiefs when he was the defensive coordinator there, a system in which I played in. And I, I talk about this guy all the time, and I can't state him enough. A guy like Eric Berry, right? Eric Berry was so great because he could do everything. If you wanted to cover Gronk, put Eric Berry on him. Want to cover a slot guy? Put Eric Berry on him. Want to stop the run game? You put Eric Berry on him. Okay? That was what Eric Berry was. And he also, keep in mind, I mean, he in terms of leadership and all that stuff, I mean, the guy had it in spades. Obviously, these guys right now that we're about to talk about, the guy from Florida State, who was, once again, the name super aggressive, or the guy from Syracuse, are they Eric Berry? No. No, they are not. Can they be dynamic, and can they give you a wrinkle that Jared Wilson can't? I don't know about that either. But if you're asking me which guy am I going to take, and once again, both these names, super aggressive. We got uh, EF2 Melifanu from Syracuse, and then I'm not even going to try to butcher the guys and disrespect this guy's name from Florida State, but I'm going to try anyways because it's my job. Uh, Hamsa Narasadin, pretty close, I think. I would lean towards the Hamsa more than the guy from Syracuse. Now, I love the guy as a ball hawk and everything from Syracuse, and that's great. You need that to take the position. Um, but he's a little undersized. And once again, when I think of Eric Berry, of what he brought to the team, the guy had good size, but he didn't fear anybody. And I got to think that if you're 6'4", and right now, let's say you're 215 pounds, you can put some more weight on in the NFL weight room. But if you're 6'4", and let's say you get up to 230, and you're playing the safety position, I'm not sure what your mentality is going to be, but from an optics point of view and from a trying to tackle running back point of view, you shouldn't have that much problem if you're that tall and you're that big. So I would lean towards the guy from Florida State, Stephen, if you're asking me who I would take. But once again, I go back to the, the preface by saying, are they better than Jared Wilson right now or could they be? I don't know. Because Jared Wilson last year, we weren't really, you know, we weren't really pulling our hair out a lot about Jared Wilson making mistakes. He's pretty dependable. He's pretty solid. And he's a veteran. So time will tell. But it's a good question. It's a great question. But you know how I feel about it. Javon Merrick, I hope he drops there. But we'll see. Top safety overall. I think a lot of teams are going to like him. And then it begs the question, do you take Richie Grant or... Do you go in a new direction, interior defensive line, edge? We find out tomorrow, everybody. We're a little more than 24 hours away from finding out. And I can't wait. When we get back here on ESPN 690, let's do a little uh, NFL draft prop bets. Cools you down? Sure. Let's get it, man. More of that here on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. The freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are 14-12 and 12 all-time against one of the best organizations, quite frankly, in all of sports. Austin Lane. Get him, Brent. Get him, Brent. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Oh, well, I think it's Detroit. Because at seven, they could take a quarterback. They could take a linebacker. They could take an offensive tackle. They could take a wide receiver. We just really, at this point, have no idea what they're going to do. It's a new front office. It's a new head coach. They have a very bad roster. So there's not... There's nothing that they can't do, right? You can't look at Detroit and say, well, they're not going to do this. They could do just about everything, and that makes them a really, really interesting team. But they are also the team that could really mess things up for a lot of people. I didn't get my headphones on quite in time. I missed the coos. That one's Matt Miller. Uh, oh, he's on the show, huh? 
We're still on him? Yeah, but I thought it was an interesting discussion because he said, um, talking about teams who could shake up the draft the most, so he was talking about Detroit. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know, he was the guy that had something to say about Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, yeah. just, just reminding you. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just reminding you. Man, I'm still proud of Brent Martino today. Like, he picks Christian Barmore, you know, in the in the mock draft earlier today for, like, the national media. He listened to me. I'm, I don't know, man. I guess this is what it feels like when your kids graduate, you know, and, like, that they're off to, 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 to bigger and better things. It's and, a, yeah, it's bittersweet, but it, you're so proud of them. It's a good change from uh, yesterday where you were talking the almost complete opposite, where you were saying you're the teacher saying that you didn't teach the kids. So I'm going to be honest with that, Coos. You know, and and I'm going to be honest with you, a little upset that you brought that back up. Oh, yeah, sorry. Because, wow, I'm still upset about Ali McNeil <laughs> at pick 45 going to the Jacksonville Jaguars according to Brent Martineau's mock draft. I am so upset. I couldn't sleep last night. And what happened, Coos? I had a busy day today. I interviewed MJF of AEW. That was a great interview. Nervous about it, obviously, because the guy likes to talk some trash. But I was, I was ready. <laughs> well, I, I could tell from just his response on, on oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was doing us zero favors in terms of – because <laughs> essentially, for those of you that follow professional wrestling, I interviewed MJF today. And he was so kind enough to tweet us to let us know that, hey, he's going to interview with us. But instead of – Tagging ESPN 690, he tagged ESPN, the real ESPN, sure, yeah. you know, the big ESPN. Me being, you know, a little professional, <laughs> I had to go, hey, man, you know, if you want to put ESPN 690, that would be great. And then his clap back, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, he said, not gonna, I'm not going to look in those mentions and try to find that name. He's, Too long. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, or you expect me to find that name or yeah. something. I didn't make the name. Okay, I didn't make the the, the, the Twitter handle. I did. Kuz's right. fault once again. What else is new? <laughs> but like, what am I gonna? I, what am I gonna call it? I mean, we're ESPN six ninety. Of course, we're gonna call it ESPN six ninety. Hey, hey, I get it. Okay, I get. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that it was your fault, uh, but apparently he had trouble finding us. But it sounds better when you say ESPN, anyways. So it is what it is. On top of that, more shots being fired. And let's just go ahead and call these European shots. And I haven't posted this yet. Well, I actually did post it. European Street Cafe in Jacksonville, which I'm a huge fan of. Been there many times. Had many sweet treats. They put out today when somebody said, is it 11 a.m.? Do you know where your lunch is? And somebody goes, my favorite. And then what does European Street Cafe said? They could have took this in a, a bunch of directions. It's a, it, it's a nice picture of a croissant and some chips. It's like a ham and cheese croissant. What does European Street Cafe say? They go, one, you are not alone. Two, you have excellent taste. <laughs> Three, thanks for supporting actual small business. Hat tip, A-Train 92. Ooh. I thought we are all family here. I thought we're all family, and now I'm getting European bullets. Now I'm getting French bread smelling bullets coming in my messages and my mentions. Does this mean we're going to get a a a tweet of you at with like local places? Like you're going to be Dude, rocking everything local? I'm telling next? you right now, they're not paying the bills. I have no affiliation with European Street Cafe. It's good. It's fantastic. They got good, good. stuff there. So so. To their defense, sure, there was a time where I saw your post with the Gatorade, all that stuff, 
and I knew what was going on. Yeah. Because I follow along with Jags Twitter. We have the show. I get it. Well, and hey, last time I checked, I'm a sports show right. talk host. Right. But, okay. but my, one thing I thought is that, wow, if somebody doesn't know what's going on, this could be really confusing for them. Okay. Okay. Listen, this is getting far too out of hand already, Coos. You're 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 trying to build up this crescendo where there's about to be a big showdown on Twitter between me and European Street Cafe. I don't want to do it. I don't right. think they want to do it. But you are a European Street Cafe, and maybe football is not your thing. American football. Maybe you follow the other football soccer, known as soccer yeah. here. Maybe you have no idea what's going on with Trevor Lawrence and that draft bits or bites or whatever that dude's name is talking to Mac about her city. But just know European Street Cafe, So I made fun about the whole, you know, small business and all that stuff out of love for my city. And so... So don't blacklist me, please. Well, I'm assuming you already responded, but... Yeah. That and could, I was nice. I was going to say, that right there could be your response, being like, hey, don't worry, I love locals. But this was a whole thing for Jags Twitter. Shame on you. <laughs> if you think I'm just going to let somebody clap on me, and I'm not going to clap back. Yeah. You think I'm just going to apologize no, but, and, and sit and sulk in the corner? No, but, but no, man. you that, clear the that, air a little. That could be your brand, okay? <laughs> but, but the Austin Lane brand here that I'm trying to be known for is a guy who won't back down no matter the situation. Even if some mayor in Trevor Lawrence's hometown doesn't know the difference between aqua and teal. I'll call you out. Even if you want to be draft bits and say, Ooh, Trevor Lawrence can't get any big endorsements. Have fun with the Lord of the four local Ford dealership. I'll get there. Local Ford dealership. Even if European Street Cafe wants to come in my mentions for no reason and say I don't support a small local business. It is what it is. I just gave them their free plug. I'll still go there. The food's fantastic. But we're on the same team, everybody. Okay. I thought I was doing everybody a, a service here, and now I'm getting attacked, Goose, and I don't like it. Because you know what happens when Sometimes I get attacked? Sometimes there is friendly fire in war. <laughs> You're not lying there. And you know what happens when, when I get attacked, I get pushed to the corner? I lash out. Yeah. And the last thing I want to do is lash out at somebody who means well. So that that's the warning shot, all right? That's the little flare in the sky. <laughs> Enough. I said what I said, okay? Let's put our guns down, and that's great for Trevor Lawrence. Let's go eat some broche buns or whatever you call those, some some cream cheese. Brioche. I call it broche. <laughs> broche don't don't correct broche broche buns and some nice croissant cordon blues. Let's call it a day. Let's move on. Speaking of moving on, draft prop bets. Cause we got some of those. We have a ton of them. Yeah, we have a ton of them. Okay, now where did you get this from exactly? Oh gosh, you're gonna, oh, hold on, I gotta pull it up. Again. Because I, <laughs> here's what happened. <laughs> you you told me what it was. And I forgot. Sports, so now I'm asking you. Sportsbetting.ag. Sportsbetting.ag. They sent, they sent Brent an email. So we got we got a bunch of um, uh, prop bets. All right. Do you mind putting some of these prop bets, you know, on the air a little bit or sure. you know, on the on the on the video streams? And obviously, yep. to say them out loud for people listening on the radio. And let's go ahead and let's knock some of these out, man. And let's let's see where we can win some money with these things. Which one do you want to start with? Yeah, let's start with number one, man. Well, which one? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> well, I'm trying Coops, to. What? Hey, dude. I know Brent's not here right now. 
how hard does everything have to be? What? Literally the first one that you sent me. The, number one. I know, but the problem is they're not the same. They're not in the same order that I have it on the computer. So that's why I was asking. The first one I have up is. I'm on the computer. <laughs> I know, I know. Are, are you talking about the stream or your the email? The email. Oh, see, I'm on the stream. That's what's confusing. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Just tell me which one's first, and I'll go from there. <laughs> I mean, my word. I have everybody. Will Trevor Lawrence be wearing a tie? Okay. Well, see. <laughs> see, this is why I you, wanted you, you to lead oh it. Oh, my goodness. All right. Will Trevor Lawrence be wearing a tie? What are the odds here, Coos? Because I can't see them, obviously. So, surprisingly, both are, both oh, are minus even, 120. Okay. All right. So let's think about this now. Hey, let's go to the Trevor Tracker uh, oh, right boy. before the draft. He's a big he's a big skinny tie guy. He wore it at his wedding. Big skinny tie I, and, guy. Hey, by the way, inspired me to wear a skinny tie at my wedding. Here's the thing, though. He's not going to the draft. Yeah. He's probably going to be casual, right? He, I think you're going to be casual. If you're going to the draft, well, then yeah, man, you, you dress to the nines. But this is a guy that's going to be around his friends and family. His friends won't be rocking a suit and tie. So I think Trevor Lawrence wants to be comfortable. Obviously, his brother is going to be there, so maybe a tie-dye shirt or something like that. So, Kuz, I'm going to say no. No tie. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to be wearing a tie. I think it's going to be a skinny tie. And you if you think he's wearing a skinny and tie? If it, and if it's a black skinny tie, I want to know if it was the same one from his wedding. All right, so I'm, I'm asking a lot of you right now, Kuz. Let's, let's keep track of these here. Oh. So so you have yes for the tie, and I have no for Trevor Lawrence will not be wearing a tie on draft night. And th- these are even odds right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pick em, essentially. As Kuz is writing down what, what appears to be war there and is, peace. Yeah, there is there is a good chance we, we mess this up now that I'm writing those down. All right, fantastic. Next one, Kuz, let's get it. Okay, so this one is will Trevor Lawrence's wife Marissa, yes. What color dress will she be wearing? The most likely, uh, uh, at plus one twenty-five is teal and green. So, but question mark as to why they grouped teal slash green together? Because the mayor of Trevor Lawrence's hometown got confused <laughs> and he's actually in charge of these bets here. No, yeah. um, I don't like the teal dress. I don't think so. Orange, I don't, I don't, no. Orange is the next, gold and black. So they essentially went with all Jacksonville colors and then Clemson. Yeah. All right, Coos. Well, once again, let's go to the Trevor Tracker real quick. You're the one that broke the news that her identity got stolen. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so if anybody's got a good feeling of what color dress Marissa Maori, or oh. well, I guess it's Marissa Lawrence is going to wear. Yeah, I wonder if she – I don't know if she changed her name. I, I mean, I hope so, but – what color is she going to wear, Coos? Oh. You, you've been looking her up. You know what's going on. What do you got for us? I'm trying to see if she has anything dressed. She hasn't. Uh, everything's white dress because she's getting wedding ready. She's here's getting a, here's wedding. an orange one. Orange dress. Orange dress. Oh, is that a rom- I don't know. It's a dress or a romper. Okay. Close so, enough. So, <laughs> sure, man. So <laughs> what do you got for us? What do you think? I'm going, I'm going orange, which is the second closest. Because, mm. like. I mean, teal and all that, I get it because it's a nod to the Jags. Yeah. But there still is that, like, you haven't been picked yet. I'm so, going, I'm, you know what? I'm going to make some money here. I'm going black. Going black? I'm going black. That's 425. Ah, but hang on. It's sundress. Nope. Take that off the books. Take it off the books real quick. It's sundress okay, okay, season. Okay. Yeah. Could it be? I don't know. She's going to wear white. Uh, I don't think it's going to be white either. It's not going to be yellow. Man, give me some. Give me purple. Give me purple. I think she's going to shock the world. She's going to start her brand up, and she's going to rock some kind of, like, violet to light purple type of dress. 
Boom. Kuz put it on the And by the way, that's not even on the books. That, that's like a plus 2,000 for a purple dress. Give it to me. Kuz, next one, please. So this one's actually back towards a little more football player. Hey, hey thank God, by the way. Okay. <laughs> First defensive player selected. Ooh. Okay. We got Patrick Sertan, minus 175. Micah Parsons, plus 350. J.C. Horn, plus 375. Cody Pay, plus 675. And Jalen Phillips, plus 1,600. Man, the the obvious answer is Sertan. Because a lot like last year with Okuda, well, no, I say I take that back as Chase Young. But like Okuda was the, the, the overall top corner, and he was selected. Mm-hmm. Oh, is there a man? Is there a defensive like an edge rusher that can shock some people where it's like he's a freak of nature? Uh, that'd be Michael Parsons now, wouldn't it? Uh, he's number two on that list. Yeah. I know. You know what, man? Give me Michael Parsons. Okay. Well, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going, Patrick. Because way to way yeah. to think outside the box. I'm just there. gonna sit no. right there and no, front no, no, run that. I, and I think you're gonna have the winner there. But go ahead and give me Micah Parsons. Um, the guy made a lot of bread at his pro day. Maybe a team so intrigued. Maybe they trade up to get him. Even we'll see. Who's next one for us? Next please. one, real intriguing one. Okay. Who will Trevor Lawrence hug first? His wife is at plus one. Wife is the favorite. Mom, dad, sibling, friend is friend is last. Hey, if you hug your friend first. <laughs> I'm, by the way, Did, at, wait, was, every draft this happens, we're like, remember, like, there's always a girlfriend that gets upset. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, Trevor, it's not going to happen in the Trevor Lawrence household. But every single year, that becomes like a, a giant you, gift. So as somebody that watched the NBA draft for when the Sixers drafted Joel Embiid and sure. there was a delay. Yes. With do you remember this? There was a delay with the video, so they announced it, and he just was there blank face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah, make yeah, any yeah. emotion. Yep. Hopefully that doesn't happen here. Because no, hopefully it doesn't. So panic. As someone who got drafted himself, and I remember how this whole situation played out back in 2010, when I was surrounded by my family and friends. Yeah. The easiest bet you're gonna make, and it's actually plus money too. That's fantastic. He's hugging his wife first. Yeah. No questions about it. Even if it was a girlfriend. She's going to be right next to him it, in it, theory. It, yes. She's going to be sitting right next to him on the couch. Mom's yeah. going to be in the back maybe getting some appetizers ready. Or <laughs> like my mom was and all that stuff. It's the wife, hands down, unequivocally. There's no doubt about it. Unless his brother comes in. What happens if his brother? No. Sibling plus 800? There's, there's, his brother? There's no ways anybody other Kuz, than Marissa. his brother? No. Oh. All right, yeah, it's his wife. But if you want to make some real money at plus 800, keep his brother in mind. That's all I'm going to say, everybody. All right, uh, what's the next one? Yeah, last one here. Last one we got. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let me just make sure it gets in there. Okay, total SEC players selected in round one. I felt like this one fit for us. Yeah, I know. Over, that... under at 12 and a half. What's the total number of SEC fans are going to tweet about this? We're going to have Vanderbilt fans. Look at all the SEC guys in the first round. You went to Vanderbilt, so what do you care about it? Um, over and under, 12 and a half, huh? Man. So it's about a little – okay. I'm trying to – I'm so bad at math. I'm like, it's about one-third. No, it's not. Um. Kuz, go ahead and give me the over. Perfect, because I just wrote down under. Oh, did you really? I just wrote down under under for myself. 
Man, I think when you talk about possibly that Ole Miss receiver, you got Alabama, obviously. I think it'll be close uh, because well, that's how yeah, that's, that's how, how Vegas works, out. but I think it's going to be 12. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and give me the over of that one. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, some, uh, <laughs> some, <laughs> uh, that was some draft hard prop bets. Real hard hitting stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I got a feeling about the brother. I really uh, do. That would, I don't think the optics of that looks will look would look good. What? He, he's a family man who's close with his brother. I know. It's good? just you, you just got married. Like you're still probably accidentally calling her your fiance. Still, you know. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you want to make some money, it's plus 800. <laughs> it's I'm not saying it's going to happen. Right, right, right. It's I'm worth just saying, hey, <laughs> you know, the, we never know, man. All right, when we bring, come back to ESPN 690, we wrap it up. We put a bow on the show, and we get ready for the NFL draft tomorrow. Stay tuned to ESPN 690. I know you've heard that there are some who think that the 49ers are just messing with us. They have George Kittle, but they also have Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't need the quarterback right now. That Kyle, they went up to get you. Would it surprise you if you're the 49ers? Uh, I'll say it's half and half. It would surprise me, but maybe it was definitely surprise me because, you know, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of great quarterbacks in that draft. And I think the first four picks will be quarterbacks, but um, if, if I do get the chance to be drafted at third, that'd be I don't even know. That would be too crazy. Uh, I'm just, that would be really exciting. I, I don't know what will happen. I just think my heart just fall out of my chest. NFL hopeful Kyle Pitts. I say hopeful like he's not getting drafted in the top five, but Kyle Pitts nonetheless. I think the internet would break if San Fran drafted Kyle Pitts at number three. I love Kyle Pitts and a lot of people, like more than a lot of people do. I want to see him in Teal, obviously. Probably not going to happen. I'm also a realist. But what San Francisco gave up in terms of draft capital, and then you ask the question, how confident are you in Jimmy Garoppolo? And you have George Kittle, mind you. There's no way. There is no way San Fran takes Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't put a house on it. Because I don't want to lose my houses. Brent, I say houses like I have more than one. My house, Brett Martineau, has lost two houses on bets that he made that he shouldn't have made. I will not make the same mistake. But I'll say there's a 99.9% chance that Kyle Pitts is not going to San Francisco. Kuz, I'm disappointed in you, man. And what else is new, right? It's the story of our show. Every single day I find a new way to be upset with you, and today is no different. The author, the creator, the inventor, the architect of the Trevor Tracker failed to tell me when we're doing our draft prop bets that I just put my reputation and I put my stake on when I said, no, Trevor Lawrence will not be wearing a tie. Right. Well, shout out to Bold City Cap for coming into my mentions extra crispy, extra hot, extra, extra urgent, making haste, as they say in the medieval times. Saying that, and by the way, this is by Demetrius Harvey. He tweeted me, or he tagged me in this. Here's a quote from Trevor Lawrence. Every time I put on an Indochino suit, mm. something happen, something amazing happens. Nice, nice. Draft day is the biggest day of my career, so it's important to leave a lasting impression. 
What better way to do that than a custom suit I designed myself? Now, I've worn an Indochino suit for my wedding. I designed it myself. I even had a nice little Avett Brothers uh, quote inside my napkin pot, whatever, the, the handkerchief thing, whatever you call it. I'm yeah. not, I, I don't know. You know I know what you're talking about, but I don't suits. know what it is. Yeah. And in that, it said, there is nothing worth sharing like the love that let us share our name. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Very nice. Don't have Instagram. or probably would have Instagrammed that out for all of everyone to see. Mm-hmm. And I would have got some like, sympathy likes and some sympathy. Yeah. Uh, they're like re-Instagram, like re-retweets. No, they're re- you don't do that. You just like. You just like. Lame. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, Coos. <laughs> where, were, where were your antennas? With the Trevor Tracker, so when I'm trying to say, no, the guy's not going to wear a suit, first, he's not going to wear a tie, first, because he's going to be casual, he's not going to Cleveland. Where were you on that one, okay, Mr. Trevor Tracker? Two, a few angles here. Okay, can't wait. One, I went with yes, you went with no, so I might sure. be able to get one here. <laughs> yes. Two, I did see on Instagram a few, uh, a few weeks ago that mm. he was getting a suit. He went to create a suit. Mm-hmm. And in it, he posted, is this for my wedding draft, dot, 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 or both? Mm -hmm. I assumed it was for his wedding. I didn't even think about the draft. Yeah. Because once the wedding happened, I went, oh, there's the suit. Sure. Then also, maybe the suit doesn't have a tie. The suit's going to have a tie. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you're gonna, gonna I mean, if you're gonna go to your own draft party and you're gonna rock a suit, yeah, with a collar, because that's how suits come yeah. with collars, you're gonna wear a tie with that suit. The, the, who is this guy? It's not Don Johnson, Miami Vice. Like the, This guy is going to rock a tie. But I can't get over once again. I'm upset yesterday because Brenton took that guy from NC State in his mock draft, who's a nose tackle at, like, you know, the second pick or the second round of the draft. And when I ask a Coos, and I set you up so easily, hey, Coos, Trevor Tracker, anything on the interwebs, anything on his social media about wearing a suit? Mm-hmm. And what did you say? No. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. <laughs> and this is why I, I leave the show every single night. I go in my car and I scream as loud as I can. <laughs> and this is why the, the janitors and the custodians that walk by my car and hear me screaming tap on the window and ask if I'm okay. And what do I tell them? No, because Coos made me upset again. Yeah. So for the second day in a row, I'm closing out the show, not in the best of moods, but I'll get over because guess what? Tomorrow's draft day. Trevor Lawrence is coming in town, so I'll get over it. We'll all get over it. Coos, do better in the Trevor Tracker. For do, we, do we still have to do the Trevor Tracker now that like he's in Jacksonville or you know like what, after man? tomorrow? You you do what you whatever you want to do with that brand. All right, <laughs> take pride in that brand for Brett Martineau, for Justin Kuzart, for Austin Lane. Have a great one. Stay casual. Stay safe. Trevor Lawrence. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.